welcome to the Sem Says Podcast, the podcast where seminarians say what's said at the Sem. My name is Nikolai Brolinsky, and I'll be your host today. And he's joined by Drew Tangway, which is the name of me. So it's been a few months now since we've had our last episode. We had our summer assignments and time away from seminary, and now we've been uh, back and started a new semester. So we're happy to get back in the recording studio. More or less. Um, it's really good to be back. I've been finding that this year, we're in winter theology this year, both of us, and it's a little, a little quieter, a little more calm than the past two years, which were kind of full tilt the yeah. entire time. Yeah. We went from having, how many classes did we have last seven? courses i think yeah i think we had we had six or seven classes each semester semester. for the past like four semesters yeah so this semester we've only got i guess six yeah Yeah. including homiletics which is a half class yeah so so we we have a little more time to i think well timed we we have time now in order to like really focus on like this is a big year probably the biggest year in formation because yeah, I, I believe that at, at the end of this year we stop being laymen yeah um, which is yeah crazy <laughs> yeah so as long as our bishops call us we'll be ordained deacons in or around may so that's exciting but also like crazy like that's crazy <laughs> that we will be ordained deacons after you know being in seminary for like seven years it's kind of crazy to be like oh wow the end is now in sight, and yeah, the, that's exciting. The joke around seminary is always um, the days are long, but the years are short. And so, even though at any given time you feel like it's never going to end, and you just can't wait for it to be over, uh, you very quickly come to a point where you have no idea where all the time went. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the exciting thing, and we're happy to share it with our audience. So I think we'll probably have another episode where we have um, our friend Alex Brown, who is ordained a deacon now. We'll have him share his experience. But in the meantime, we want to offer kind of just a fun, lighthearted episode to get back into the, into the podcast world. And what do we have planned for today, Drew? Well, for a little, a little dose of, like, real theology so that, so that no one realizes just how silly life in the seminary is. We're going to talk a little bit. Each of us has selected a patron saint of ours, and we're going to talk about why they're important to us and who they are. And then, um, in order to kill some time, (laughs) um, we have each picked out a Catholic-themed personality quiz to give the other. If anyone's wondering which American saint I am or uh, which choir of angel Nikolai belongs to. Uh, Now is your chance to find out. Stay tuned. You'll get the answer to that in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, uh, Nikolai, who is the patron saint you have selected to talk about today and, and why is he or she important to you? Yeah. So my patron saint, who is my confirmation saint, is Saint Francis Xavier. So just just a little bit in brief about him was he was not quite royalty, but from a noble family in uh, Spain, but kind of like a smaller kingdom of Spain. And he went to University of Paris. 
studied theology and kind of had these these great designs of of greatness and it seemed like he was going to you know really go down that path until he crossed paths with saint ignatius of loyola who kind of in a similar way you know had had great designs of greatness until uh he really hit rock bottom so to speak by means of cannonball and had, had a great conversion and became a great spiritual role model for Francis Xavier. Together with some other um, faithful men, they f- founded the Society of Jesus, now known as the Jesuits most popularly. St. Francis Xavier went as a missionary to India, um, to Japan, and on his way to China is when he, he died. But he is this great evangelist who really brought the faith to all of these places that were at the, at the time the other like completely unknown other side of the world uh, and this is in the 16th century so like going to to India and to Japan was was crazy for you know for a european um, it, it was so far away from from home and what they what they knew but he brought christ into those places and really established the kingdom of god on earth um, how about you, Drew? Who is your patron saint for the today? Well, I decided not to go with my confirmation saint. Instead, sure. I've selected um, St. Andrew of Crete. Uh, essentially, the, the story behind me and him is that when, when I was born, my parents named me Drew, but they didn't have any particular St. Andrew in mind. And so... Uh, recently, it w- I was encouraged by my spiritual director to kind of pick a St. Andrew to, to be mine. And me being me, I didn't want to be St. Andrew the Apostle uh, if I could help it. Because, like, as awesome as St. Andrew is, like, I'm very much, like, l- like to rebel in <laughs> the smallest, most insignificant ways possible. <laughs> so, I was like, all right, like, St. Andrew the Apostle, like, he isn't off the table because... Like, that shouldn't be the reason why I, yeah. I pick a, a saint to be my patron. But at the same time, like, if anyone else comes up, I'll I'll, I'll take them on instead. And so St. Andrew of Crete popped up in the breviary in the mm. Office of Readings. And he has, he has a couple of writings that actually show up, um, just mm-hmm. in scattered points throughout the year. I read him, and he sounded just, like, really, really great. That particular reading just touched me. And I was like, all right, let's 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 look into this guy a little bit. He's also known as Andrew of Jerusalem. So he was around during the, I think that would be like the 300s, because mm-hmm. he, he ended up falling into the um, Nestorius, um, the Nestorian heresy, ah. um, in which Mary was seen as Christokos, the mother of Christ, but not the mother of God, Theotokos. So, yeah, Andrew of Crete fell into the Nestorian heresy, although actually he never became a heretic because, Mm -hmm. while it was a a debate which raged in the Catholic Church for a long time, the church didn't weigh in for a while. She let the bishops kind of duke it out and discuss it because it was a a complex issue. And Holy Mother Church and the Pope don't like getting involved unless they have to, Mm. and they... It is productive to let bishops kind of and theologians kind of right. debate and discuss possibilities. And so Theotokos and Christokos were kind of thrown around and uh, they fought against one another. Andrew fell fell strictly on the Christokos side of the argument. 
Uh, however, as soon as Rome said, all right, this is getting out of hand. Theotokos is correct. Christokos, if you hold to that from here on out, it's anathema. You are, you are a heretic. Mm-hmm. And Andrew was like, oh, well, I don't want to be a t- heretic. Okay. Theotokos it is. Mm. And so he, he brushed it off and uh, he became this great defender of Mary. And mm. he has a lot of really amazing homilies about just how awesome Mary is. Mm. He has one where he just lists off like all of the things in the Old Testament that point toward Mary. And it's mm. like, bam, 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 bam. It's just like this, this list. So it's like Moses' mother... Uh, is a type for Mary. The basket that Moses is in on the river that Pharaoh's daughter finds him in, that, that's an image of Mary. The burning bush is an image of Mary. Hmm. Uh, the ground that Moses walks on to get to the burning bush is an image of Mary. It's like everything is an image of Mary. Hmm. <laughs> and so, wow. uh, yeah, so he just becomes this like really staunch defender as he kind of submitted his will and intellect to, to the will and intellect of the church. Right. And kind of became all the better for it. So yeah. another reason why he's well-known, especially in the Eastern Church, is that he wrote the first canon, uh, also mm. known as the Great Canon, which is an ironic name because uh, it being the first of its kind, most people most people admit nowadays that it is not the best canon. Uh, after all, it mm. was the one that pioneered the right. genre. And so... Right. Like, it, it didn't have all the fine-tunings down that later canons would have. Right. Because um, I think a lot of the Eastern churches use St. John Chrysostom's canon for a divine liturgy, I believe. Right, yeah. And so, while it isn't the greatest canon out there, and, and people recognize this, it's still held in high regard as kind of starting that lineage. And so, it's, it's always sung once a year uh, in the Eastern church. Uh, I'm not positive on the date, but I believe it's sometime during Lent or Easter. Okay. Yeah, that that's always kind of a, a big event um, when they, they sing the great canon again. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and, and just to get into the theology a little bit about patron saints. So as Catholics, we choose a patron saint and we pray to them to intercede for us. Um, so generally, we always end our prayers to the saints as pray for us. And I was recently reflecting on what do we mean by the word for, like pray on behalf of us or pray like to benefit us. And I think both could actually apply because like I can pray directly to God the Father, absolutely, but my prayer is always going to be imperfect. So I can go to somebody who, who is in heaven and their their prayer will be perfect. And I say, pray for me, like, on my behalf. Like, I can't pray well enough. Do it for me, please. But you could also think of it like, pray for my benefit. And I think both, both are applicable in this situation uh, of just recognizing we are in this living mystical body of Christ, the, the union between all of the baptized, whether still on earth, uh, in purgatory, or, or in heaven in union with God. And we can have a relationship with each of those different members of the body of Christ. And an, another aspect of praying for us, you mentioned, like pray on my behalf, because I know my prayer isn't going isn't gonna to cut it. Mm. Most patron saints... Nikolai and I have chosen these two saints to be our personal patrons, right. but then one way that the church kind of helps us 
find a saint if we don't we don't have one that we have a personal relationship yet is she kind of unofficially assigns patronages and Mm. so saint luke is another patron of mine who's patron saint of artists and so i selected him as my confirmation saint for that reason and the reason why uh, he's the patron saint of artists was because he was one himself right and so artists can can pray to him if they're experiencing trouble like i need inspiration i don't know what like what this should look like or or whatever then they can pray to him because he would have been in that same situation many times hmm. and so he knows how to pray through that situation saint lucy is the patron saint of people with eye problems eye troubles because her eyes were plucked out that was part of her hmm. her martyrdom and so she like she knows the suffering of losing your sight of um, having something wrong with your eyes and like even more so than than some of our own eye problems today and so she knows better than anyone how to how to pray for those problems so do you want to figure out what saint you should be drew absolutely (laughs) i want nothing more (laughs) all right so the, the the little quiz that I found is on Loyola Press, and it is called, Which American Saint Are You? So I've got eight questions for you, Drew, and this will determine what saint um, from the Americas you are or should be, I guess, who you vibe with the most. Are you ready? I was born ready. Awesome. Question number one. How do you want to get around? Horse? Boat? ship, train, bike, or on foot? Now, this is a, a funny question because I don't know where you're getting around to exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with train because I never haven't had fun on a train. That's fair. <laughs> What's your dream job? An artist, a CEO, a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, or a travel writer? You've already Ooh. mentioned artist, but um, I'll let you uh, think about that. Yeah, uh, really, art is is more of a hobby to me. I, I don't think I'd want to be employed as an artist. Mm. Lawyers also appealing to the worst aspects of me, <laughs> um, so I, I think I'll I think I'll skip over that. I I think maybe maybe traveling writer. I've been giving some thought to this recently, and I think it could be kind of interesting to to be a journalist. Okay, all right. What would you do if you won the lottery? buy an island, move to the country, give it all away, save the environment, uh, open an orphanage, or travel the world? I feel like this is a pretty loaded the, question. Yeah, like, like the... So the, the rule... The rule's lawyer in me. I, like, I, like I said, the lawyer kind of appeals to the worst parts of me because I, I like to pick up on technicalities and exploit them. But the save the environment is the only one that, that guarantees success. Mm. Because it's saying that I, I have saved the environment. <laughs> the other one's like, orf- opening an orphanage would be great as long as you're able to care for orphans. But if you open it and then goes bankrupt the next day, like, mm. that's not worth anything. Giving it away, that could, that could lead to anything. So I, I'm going to go save the environment. All right. Very good. What's your favorite food? Veggies, seafood, dessert, pasta, a Philly cheesesteak, or pizza? I feel like some of these are so specific. Um, it, it could be like sushi, but it's it's seafood. <laughs> I think, I think probably pizza. Because even though I'm tempted towards mm. dessert, yeah. like 
there, there are some desserts that I just like don't like as much. Yeah. Uh, but pizza, like, who's yeah. ever gone wrong with pizza? Well, generally not. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you want to live? We've got Italy, Hawaii, New York City, a colonial village, a farm, or in the mountains. <laughs> I like once again we got three specific places and then three like broad <laughs> topics. Oh, I think a farm. Okay. F- yeah, farm has been a, a childhood dream of mine. Yeah. Uh, which I've since mostly abandoned, but yeah, they still hold a lot of nostalgia yeah. for me. Honestly, I'd like to live on a farm in Hawaii. That would be <laughs> very nice. What is your favorite type of movie? We've got action, animation, comedy, drama, rom-com, or scary movies. Wow. I'm a sucker for a good rom-com. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. It takes Let's... a real man to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. I think I think everyone's just too scared to say it. So I'm... It's fair, yeah. When I was in high school, I went to a friend's house, and we watched 50 First Dates. Even though we, like, we weren't a couple, we were just like, well, let's put on a movie. And it was like... It was really enjoyable just because it's fun and, like, lighthearted. Uh, seventh question, choose a pet. You can have a dog, a cat, a chicken, a horse, a parrot, or a turtle. Out of those, uh, yeah. um, I'm going to pick the dog. It's not like my, my dream pet. My, yeah. my two dream pets are domesticated fox and hedgehog. Um, mm-hmm. but, but dog is definitely, like, my most realistic dream pad. <laughs> nice, nice. Alright, and final question. What do you do on your day off? Explore a city, sit by the pool, shop, ski, play sports, or volunteer? I feel like volunteering isn't really a day off so much as, like, a day on that's, for us. Yeah. That's <laughs> every day. <laughs> that being said, of those, I'm probably most likely to volunteer. Mm. Um, just because, like, it's some to do, some to go outside. Like, yeah, because it it's it has enough purpose that it gets me out of the house. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a lot of times it's open and broad enough that I can just sort of like kick back and not. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right, you are Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. You are charming and cultured, a lover of music, movies, and nature. I didn't know she liked movies. Um, fun fact uh, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is the first person born in the United States to be declared a saint she grew up in New York high society married and had five children I think it was six children was it five or six Uh, I'm not positive on that okay well this says five so we'll, we'll go with that and her shrine is down in Maryland, right by Mount St. Mary Seminary. Yeah, another fun fact, actually. I grew up going to St. Elizabeth and Seton Church uh, oh, in Mechanicsburg, PA. How about so, that? Yeah, um, so this kind of checks out, <laughs> I guess. St. Elizabeth and Seton is really spectacular. She wasn't born Catholic, mm. but when her husband died... So her husband got very sick. Spoiler alert, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> When her husband was very sick, they went to Italy mm. for the... Climate? Climate. Oh, yeah. The, the climate in Italy was better for him because it's it's not as cold, it's not as wet. Mm. Uh, and so they moved there for that and for the doctors in Italy. Mm. But he ended up dying. And she was staying with a Catholic family because there's no way to escape that in Italy. Mm. And 
she was amazed by their faith life and yeah they they would have private mass every day because they were a wealthy family oh wow and so she would just join them for mass especially after the death of her husband and Mm. she found a lot of solace in the catholic faith and she ended up converting moving back to america she started uh, a school for orphans um yeah want to learn more about St. Elizabeth Ain't Seaton, I absolutely encourage anyone yeah. listening to look her up. What do you have for me today, Drew? Okay, so, <laughs> for you, Nikolai, I have found a quiz to determine what kind of angel you are wow. of the nine choirs. This is from uh, Pro Profs Quizzes. Full disclosure, from what I can determine, this is not a Catholic quiz. Okay. It is... <laughs> Concerning the the television show Angel Beats, which I think is, <laughs> I I think is an anime. <laughs> oh no! So, but I I took a few like test test runs of it. Yeah. And it had like names of different choirs of angels. So right. it looks like it it might give us something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm here for it. All right, so let's start. This is 36 questions, so buckle in. What? <laughs> we, we might not... We might edit some of these questions out. Oh, Lord. Uh, but they're just either-ors. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, Nikolai, do you give people what they want or what they need? I think what they need. All right. Uh, you are more valued for your own achievements or what you do for others? I'd say what I do for others. You succeed by emulating those you admire or being true to yourself? I think emulating fairly often. Do you want people to respect your feelings or your personal space more? Ooh. Uh, I guess personal space. I don't know. This is, that's hard to... Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to, like, pick one or the other. It's like, I want both. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you react to danger by responding quickly or detaching for a considered response? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how often I've been in danger. <laughs> I'll say reacting quickly, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. You you aren't, like, necessarily in bodily danger, but as, oh, the, okay. as the party it's coordinator... Like, like, like a train's coming at me, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> let me detach for a considered response. Yeah, you, but I, I know when you're in a stressful situation, you tend to you tend to be one who, who tries to pull everything together yeah. and, and fix it. Is it more important to accomplish a great deal or get every detail perfect? I'm I'm very detail oriented, so I'll say that. Are you in touch with your own deep feelings or in tune with other people's feelings? Trick question. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I I kind of want to say both, but I'll I'll say myself. All right. Do you want a simple life or everything? Oh my god. <laughs> simple life. Another trick question. A simple life is everything. <laughs> Are you lively and fast-paced or slow and steady? I don't feel like you should answer this one for me. I'd say I'd say you're pretty lively. All right, that's that's good. Uh, do you give with thought and consideration when you can, or without holding back? Hmm. Thought and consideration, I guess. I think it depends on the thing. Are you happy when your talents are recognized, or too modest to be comfortable with this? Ooh. I do like my talents being recognized, so I'll say that. Other things like. When when ten people within an hour say that's a nice haircut, I feel really awkward. <laughs> there are like, only no, so many stop. times you can no, see no things. attention. <laughs> do you accept people at face value or do you question motives? Uh, I really tend to accept people at face value. 
do you work hard for the success and recognition you deserve hmm. or on things that catch your interest? Things that catch my interest, yeah. If I get excited about something, then like then that's when I really want to do it. Do you get distracted by cool new things and ideas or people's needs? I'll say people's needs for that one. Yeah. Cool things and ideas are like attractive too, but I don't know about distracting. Do you get things done by holding your ground or being flexible and adaptable? It depends on the thing, but I think holding your ground. Uh, is your life full of heights and depths and you like it that way? Or pretty much on an even keel? I'll say even keel. I don't know. <laughs> depends on the week, maybe. Full of heights and depths and you don't like it that way? <laughs> are you austere or hedonistic? <laughs> austere? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fast-paced and efficient, or slow-paced and easily distracted? I think generally more efficient. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Do you see people's needs and meet them, or go along with what people want? Meeting people's needs. I feel like this is the same question a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely could have cut this down a bit. (laughs) Do you see what's right and wrong, or everyone's point of view? Right and wrong. I mean, sometimes people's point of view, too, but... You've completed your quiz. Yes, what angel am I? You got type one, virtue. Is this just the Enneagram test? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Ones believe they have to be good and avoid error to be accepted. At best, they're ethical, conscientious, and responsible. But at worst, you can also be judgmental, rigid, and irritable. I think this is an Enneagram test, because I also am a one on the Enneagram, and there's nine of those. <laughs> <laughs> think, so I they probably this. just line them up. <laughs> That's not a choir of angels. <laughs> uh, the angel associated with, with type okay. one is virtue. Virtues fill us okay. with vigorous, powerful virtue and help with struggle against temptation. Okay. That's nice. That's really cool. Yeah. So actually, the, the parish where I was for this summer has... It's not a triptych, because a triptych is just three, but it's nine panels, and each panel has a depiction of each choir of angels. Oh. Um, Be like a niptych. Yeah, I guess so. That's weird to say. <laughs> but yeah, just nine, each panel was a different angel holding something that kind of represented what he represented. So Dominion, I remember, was like holding a sword, but like one of them would be holding like a sphere to represent like like control over the... the the spheres of the universe. Um, that would be like uh, principalities. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But it was really cool just to have like, wow, like it's not that often that you see a depiction of the nine choirs of angels. Yeah. So that's really neat. That is neat. Yeah, there, there you have it. <laughs> um, again, I, I can't attest to the theological accuracy of this test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so hopefully that was enjoyable to listen to we'll probably cut out some of the questions (laughs) but please join us for our next episode of the sem says podcast we're looking forward to the the rest of the semester and year bringing on some new voices and some some of our professors to give interviews and different things like that so if you like the podcast please let us know by giving us positive feedback on whatever platform you listen to Um, i know spotify added a, a star rating system and apple podcast has that but you can also like us on facebook um send us an email at semcasualpodcast at scs.edu and let us know that you enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us today and hope to be heard by you again. Bye. Bye.
Bye.